It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. This is a show you'll find several times a month, certainly at least once a week. And I'm sad to say that one of my favorite shows will soon no longer be a weekly show. It was just announced this week on Slam Tilt Podcast that Ron and Bruce are not taking a hiatus, but just going to be a little infrequent. Well, let's go right to the horse's mouth right now. And uh, I'm not saying you have a horse face by any means, but uh, Ron and Bruce are joining me right now. Hello, boys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Ron's sick of me. He, I, I just took I've had cool. enough. I've had enough editing. I just can't take it anymore. What is it that's making you guys slow down? And and I know you guys very well, so those who don't know you might not know the inside scoop. What is the reason for Slam Tilt going to slow down in the new year? Well, after two and a half years of... Uh, how many episodes have we missed? Like three? Three. Yeah, three and two and a half years of a weekly podcast. That's That's a lot of recording. Yeah. And Ronnie needs a break. Ronnie needs a break, and Bruce has a bar. I have a bar. It's it's a lot more work on Ron than it is me. I'll be the first to admit that. Ron does a lot of the behind the scenes with the editing and with making me sound so good, so sexy. That that is know, a lot of editing. It is a lot. It really is. And so he he's been carrying the load. He oh, he's been carrying the load a lot lately. So uh, he, he's gonna. He's can gonna we say that on this show? This is yes, a classier not, show, Bruce. No, be you classy. can say it. I, I'm the clean one. See? Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's done a lot of the work, so he's getting a little burnt out. And we've always said, if it's not fun for either one of us, we'd either take a break or stop. And we're going to just do it infrequently. It'll be a surprise when we come out. Hey, I'm just glad it's not over, you know, and I also appreciate the time that you put in. I've done this now for a couple of years, but my shows are short. Your shows are a lot longer. You've got the news of the week. There's more details involved in your shows, too. You've got long interviews, great interviews, including just recently. Oren Day was fantastic to find out the history of that. The Lyman 100th episode is one of the best of all time. So it is a lot of work, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. And Bruce and Ron, how much money have you made off of your podcast? Uh, Hold on. It takes a while to count it. It's so much. Carry the one. Yep. Mm, I, I think it's um zero. One well, times zero is still zero. Although you could argue the podcast has kind of given you the inside track on, you know, some games, perhaps. Oh, of course. Yes, of course. It has. We'll always take more. Mm-hmm. My point is that you guys did this for the love of pinball and your friendship over many, many years. That will obviously still continue. And when it becomes work and not fun and, oh boy, I've got to make this schedule. You guys record on Monday nights and Bruce is now working a lot more than he ever did before with the bar and... I know, Ron, you've been very busy as well, too, at work and some late nights and being on call. That then becomes work and not fun and probably not what you set out to do when you first started Slam Tilt. Good point. I agree totally. I do. I, I, you know. I agree. It, it is a lot of burnout, yeah. I'll have to say that. Let's say another thing. <laughs> There's only so much pinball you can truly talk. You know, it's, it is hard to bring up a lot of interesting stuff. You know, this week we do have a lot of interesting things going on, but some weeks you're just sitting there like, Hey, Ron, how's it going? What's on the list this morning? And then it'll tell me, and I'm like, Okay, let's yeah. try to stretch it out. <laughs> some new mods came out. Oh. Yeah, and we don't like mods, so that just goes right off the deep end. And you only steal so much from uh, this week in pinball. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Speaking of stealing, do you feel slighted 
that those creeps from Australia, Martin and Ryan, basically stole your show and put a Southern Hemisphere sound to it, a few extra giggles, a lot of gin, and just completely pilfered Slam Tilt. Oh, we love that because guess what? When they win the Twippy this year, it's like we win. Hell yeah. See? They're definitely winning the Twippy. Exactly. So when they win, we win. Yep. Do you think those creeps will give you any credit? I'll tell you what's made head-to-head go over the top. Whenever they get that funny pinside PD guy on, I get such a kick out of that, but that's... (laughs) I hate that guy. That guy's an idiot. (laughs) He is an idiot. I told him to F off. I heard that. I know. He has this like weird thing for Mrs. Penn. It's it's very it's it's very disturbing. Creepy. It is a little creepy. She's a happily married woman and he just goes on and on about his love for her. It's an obviously crush. I mean he's a he's a young boy. Nothing's gonna happen, but I mean, buddy, lay low. Be cool about it. <laughs> She'll come to you. <laughs> It's interesting that you said if and when they win the Twippies, which I think they've got a very, very good shot of winning that. I think there is a sense of pride in what you guys have done because they don't pretend to say, oh, you know what? We we uh, completely made this original show. No, they got some great ideas from you and were guests. I mean, Ryan won the contest for the 50th episode, if I recall, because of his emails and Ron's great Australian accent when he would read those. I mean... You guys are a big, big influence to those two. Uh, well, it goes both ways. <laughs> it does. You know, they do help us out a lot too with certain things. So it's a it's a good partnership. But guess what? Maybe we're trying to get the sympathy vote for the Twippies. Like, look, we're going to be off the air now soon. You know, so now you need to vote for us this year. You know, it's like the Academy Awards when you see that person that's been up there. Gosh, they've been nominated for so many times. Just give it to them one time. I think that's a good point. See, we can be we can be going we can pull on the heartstrings a little bit. But I rather, you know, honestly, if they win, it's like a win for us, as I said. Well, they they're basically they just they do everything we did but better. So yeah, I, they do. I'd recommend people listen to the head to head podcast. Oh, definitely. Definitely. To kind of see like what we do take into another level. Do they do it better? Because I'm going to show you something that was created right here on Slam Tilt Podcast, as you're listening to Pinball Profile. Slam Tilt was the one who created Face Off. Now, we don't hear that show anymore, maybe because you think, oh, okay, we'll let those guys kind of rip it off. And, you know, people forget where it all started. It started on Slam Tilt with Face Off. How does Face Off work? Well, Face Off is where we choose a random year, which we have uh, pre-chosen, this time of 1989 and we look go through the year in pinball and see what games came out from the different manufacturers and then each of us me and bruce will get a manufacturer randomly chosen for us and then we will get to pick three games from this list of games and we will debate on which game is better and we will have a judge and the judge would usually be a guest which we're actually your guest, so this is kind of weird, but I guess you are the judge. I like it. And that's and it doesn't matter if we don't like the game, if it's something that's like the only good game there. Like if I had to pick Simpsons Pinball Party or something, a game I hate, I would still put it over as the greatest thing ever. We're going to postpone Face Off for one second here. I'm looking forward to doing that because it's been a while on Slam Tilt. You and I were at Free Play Florida in early November and talked about Simpsons Pinball Party. You know I love it. I bought the game off of Bruce. Bruce loves it, still misses it. Ron, how dare you hate the game that one of your best guests ever 
who happens to be the number one player in the world in Raymond Davidson. I know him as David Raymondson. He says that's one of his favorite games. He knows a little bit about pinball. Ron, explain yourself. It's a clunk fest. Playfield sucks. It's just you hit the garage 30 zillion times and go up. Then it's one of those... It's one of those Keith Johnson rule sets where it's like you stack everything. You stack like 10 modes at once, start multi-ball, and every single shot is lit, and you just hit, like everything gives you points. And, and there you go. There's Simpson. So you got to set everything up. you got to start all these modes and then get into multi-ball, and then just every shot is lit and hit stuff. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's more the play field, honestly, than the software. I just think it's a clunk fest. Just sitting in the garage, you have a, a ramp that's suppo- supposed to be a ramp, that side ramp that you almost never can hit the damn thing. Yeah, the, the upper play field's fairly cool, but there's there's not anything else. It's just a clunk fest. It's just not fun to shoot, period. Bruce, I don't know what kind of game he's talking about because the one I bought off you, I have no problem hitting the garage at going up. I have no problem going up that side ramp. I know. Maybe it's how it's set up, and I happen to buy one from a guy who knows how to set it up. Yep, I think that's the true case. No, when I play, I hit the garage 30 zillion times and get up on the garage and get up in the upper play field 30 zillion times and do the same stuff. doesn't make it anymore. It's just, nah. Okay, so you're then describing half the pinball machines in the world, too. Because when it's medial madness, all you're doing is in the castle, in the castle, in the castle, destroying the castle. Honestly, um, the only satisfying shot in that entire game of The Simpsons, I think, is hitting the couch. With the little mini flipper. That literally is the only shot to me that feels satisfying. There's only one shot I don't like on the game. Can you guess what it is? It's, it's not the it's not the garage. There's only one shot I don't like. The itchy and scratchy hole. That's it. Yeah. And I usually hit the corner of the light auto stand-up, and it ricochets off and goes into... Yep. It's a stupid shot, but it seems to work. And that's how I get into itchy and scratchy, or luck into it by going off a few slings. That's the only shot I don't like. I love hitting crusty. I love... Hitting auto to extend the time. I have no problem going up the ramp, the side ramp. The skill shot is great with comic book guy. I mean, that's... Two skill shots. Because you got that or you have uh, the... You have the cut. Or you you also have the uh, bullies. Yep. So you have three skill shots. One thing I don't like in games is where skill shots can be the entire game. If you were in Vancouver in 2017... Raymond Davidson basically lost to Jermaine on the game Tommy because it was playing very tough. If you had a hundred million on Tommy, it's like you had the wizard mode. All right. So if you get the skill shot, which I think are 10 million each and maybe 20 on the second and 30 on the third, I could be wrong, but I know it was at least 10 for the first one. Jermaine hit all three and won by a minuscule score. Raymond didn't hit any of them, and that was the difference in winning and losing that contest. So when skill shots become too much, I mean, Ron and I, we were in Orlando, and at Free Play Florida, one of the games on Classics was Volley. I played a game, and I had a guy standing behind me where I cleaned all the drops three consecutive times. All three sets. Didn't have one in lane at the top. So I got nothing for all those. Yeah, I, I, I would argue that's skill-based, plunging those in lanes on the top, just especially on old EMs. That's a skill shot. It, it's you, you have to hit the right lane. Just ask Roger Sharp. He knows about hitting the right lane. Mm-hmm. I do agree it is skilled. I just don't have that skill. And, you know, it depends on... Uh, Play better. Uh, you, 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 well, you know what I usually do on EMs? I don't know what you guys do. I usually do a full plunge on my first ball and then gauge from there. 
So if it's a good shot, like let's say it goes down the yellow lane in volley on a full shot, great. I know where that is. That's going to be 5,000 later on, and it's going to give me the 1,000 pops. Love it. If it's not, maybe it went too far. Okay, you adjust and you obviously let a little off on the plunger. That's usually how I gauge as opposed to lining something up right away where I really have no idea. Full plunge, if it hits it, I can hit it every time. I don't know what you guys do. I, I try to, uh, well, if I know the game a little bit, I'll try to do what the skill shot or because so, certain EMs do have a shot where you want to go for. It's just, you know, playing, you know, knowing it. And even like the pin tips will actually help you too. Sometimes I'll go for this, this shot for the beginning or just soft plunge it or do whatever you need to do. It's, it all varies, but you know, you just got to try your best and figure out what to do. That's most EMs. Skill shot, I'll go like half. I don't want to go for, I don't want to hit it that hard where it bounces back and forth like twice. To me, that's not going to be as consistent because you never know how, you know, if it's bouncing more than once, the chances that we'll do the exact same thing multiple times is much lower. Mm-hmm. So I usually go about half. If, if it's like an up, like a lane skill shot on the top, that's where I'll usually start it. Jack's Open was in the main bank, and there's another game where it's important to get those lanes, but not all of the lanes, as I didn't realize. How stupid am I? I've been playing that forever, and Bob Matthews was making fun of me because I think I hit, there are four in lanes at the top, and I hit five of them. Like, I knocked all four down and then hit another one later. I felt pretty proud of myself. And Bob said, you know, when you (laughs) get all the lanes out, the targets aren't worth anything. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that. I just assumed it was 4,000 or Nope, nope. You want to leave one of them open. I can't believe I'm still learning things. I've been playing competitive pinball for a while, and I'm still learning things on games I've been playing over and over and over again, including, do you have World Cup soccer, Ron? I think you do. Hell yeah. I didn't realize, and I found out from Escher, who happened to win basically everything in Florida, that when you complete all three of those plunger shots, it gives you something. Do you know what it gives you? Uh, I thought it lights another um, city lit. Or whatever. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Owned the game for three years. Just found that out in Florida this <laughs> couple weekends ago. How dumb am I? Wow. Are you guys both big on the rules? Like, I mean, is it just from experience for you, Ron Bruce? Is it just do you actually go into it in some sort of deep manner where you actually go through the rules online? Bruce knows rules way better. Yeah, than I, I know rules better. I try to know more because it gives you a slight, some slight advantage or. Sometimes a lot, a bigger advantage, you know, the way you can manipulate it. Like if you see what Steve Bowden can do with rules. Hi, Steve. It's just incredible. He knows them way better than I do. Like, you know, Creature, some of the stuff he knows on Creature, I'm like, huh? The one thing about deep rules that bothers me is when they're not listed anywhere. It's trial and error. You have no idea. And I think I talked to, I don't know if it was both you guys. We were talking about some of Lyman's rules. And he's got some of the greatest rules ever. But they're not listed anywhere. You just have to kind of fall into them. Well, some yes, some are no. But Zach's, Zach hates the uh, – Zach wants me to talk to Lyman about the ACDC rules. Because <laughs> he seems like he always – he has the, say, a, the skill shot, you know, the, the light for the button. And when he's in multi-ball, he seems like he always has two. He gets four to six shots. He hits the button twice, and it seems like it never works for him. For me, it always works for me. And, uh, and he's just like, I don't understand this full rule. And – he gets a little uh, annoyed by it. Or like on Metallica where you're supposed to hit picks mm-hmm. to light a snake, to double. There's nothing that says that. No, of course not. Yeah. Or to add a ball. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I wish it was listed, but I mean, you have to rely on things like tilt forums and... Well, in the past, there was... They did write down, and it was 
a lot of time and effort for some of these games. Like if you ever look at Bowen's rules for Simpsons, I think it's like nine pages. Oh, if there was only a video source where you could see all these games. Yeah, if there only was. Like, I don't know, pinballvideos.com where you can watch any of them. Hmm. Just saying. Just saying. <sighs> when you're seeing a game for the first time, it's, uh, I, 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 yeah, you're right, Ron. I should stop complaining and maybe watch some of these games. All right, fine. Do your research. <laughs> no, I guess if I know I'm playing a bunch of games, here's an example. I'm going to be playing in December a few league finals. So I'll know what the games are. If there are games I don't know, yeah, I'll watch some tutorials or hopefully some videos, but depends. The newer games, certainly Deadpool, I've had that at my house for a little while. We're still learning it. I mean, it's not the deepest game right now, but it's still also not at full code, but there's still a lot to learn there. And I wish there were some videos. And that's a problem with some of the newer games that come out because they aren't full code and the codes are always being updated. You don't see the tutorial videos or if they are out there, they're dated because the code's changed. True. Like any early Guardians of the Galaxy videos. Yeah. Exactly. Which is my latest game, by the way. So there's a game that I, I find very fun, and uh, it's good for the novice players. You know, what do I do? I just hit group, and that's fun, and they can see what can happen there. But uh, there's, uh, I like the risk-reward factor. It's got an action button, and it's uh, one I'm fine with. I, th- I, like, I like the one-time hits. Even Deadpool's like that too with the boom and uh, ACDC firing the cannon, Walking Dead premium, you know, Star the Wars. Mm. Go away. Go away, <laughs> baby. And you know what's too bad is I really, have you played Jersey Jack's Pirates of the Caribbean? Not at all. Uh, I got slaughtered on it by uh, Carl D'Angelo. Oh, the guy who just bought one? Yeah. And who's one oh, of the best players in the world? One? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a fun game. No question about that. Don't like the gold thing. Bang, 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 bang. Stop it. Come on, Keith. Stop it. You're better than that. You, your, your rules. Reminds me of Simpsons a little bit in that. You just start as many things as possible, then get in as many multiballs as possible, stack as much crap as possible where everything is lit, and then you have a ton of points. It is a fun game. I've actually got Joe Katz coming on uh, the program in a little while, actually, to, to talk about that and some other Jersey Jack games. But um, yeah, it's been a pretty good year for pinball, don't you think? I mean, Iron Maiden, I mean, that game... I don't know if we've seen anything like that in the last three or four years, uh, and, and certainly it's going to go down probably as one of the best games ever. I know you both like it. Mm, I like it a lot. I like it. I enjoy it very much. you got to go deeper than that, boys. You can't- I like it. <laughs> I like the shots. I like the different rules. I just like the whole feel of the game, plus I love the theme. The theme is just, you know, it's one of the knockout themes for me. I love Iron Maiden. I would prefer less multiball. That's my only gripe. Okay, Zach. Less multi-ball. Like, every wizard thing is a multi-ball. I would prefer, like like Metallica, say, crank it up, single ball. It's like a single ball mini wizard mode. I love those. That was the one thing I liked about Family Guy was the, the, the TV wizard mode. It's a single ball wizard mode. I just I feel like every every time, everything is a multi-ball. Every, like, when you get, like, Cyborgetti or whatever, whatever the, all the different wizard modes, it's a multi-ball, it's a multi-ball, it's a multi-ball. I feel like I'm in multi-ball a lot. Yeah, I can see that. But um, I mean, I think I like I like a variety of both, right? I think the fact that all the modes aren't multi-balls, that's important too. It's bringing in, I don't know, I just, I think Iron Maiden's a perfect game. And you're talking about liking the theme, Bruce. It's neat to see people who didn't like the theme that are now embracing it and realize it really does fit well for pinball. Mm-hmm. I love the theme. God, I love Iron Maiden. I've seen them six times in concert. So for me, it was just like a woohoo. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get to 
face-off. And yes, Ron, we did talk about the year being predetermined. It's not exactly how face-off went, but it's a neat year. And I wanted to pick this because some of the times you did face-off, you did it by random.org and you'd have a dog year where like there was only one good company and you're like, okay, uh, this is going to be a slaughter. Well, let's look at some of the great years in pinball and we're going to pick 1989. And yes, there were Daddy East games and Premier games. We're going to go Midway versus Williams. Do you like that, boys? I mean, I you've do. got some good games to pick from. Yep, sounds good. Let's let's go through the list here. If you get Midway, you're going to be looking at games like Atlantis. You're going to be getting Elvira and the Party Monsters and Transporter the Rescue, which Bruce and I and Ron, we all just played at the Sanctum. I think I'm, I don't think I'm missing any. Yeah, you got four. Yeah. Atlantis, Elvira, Mouse Around, and Transporter. Yes. Not bad. I mean, Dad East had RoboCop, Playboy 35th Anniversary, Monday Night Football, and Baby in the Hole. One game was made there. I've never even heard of that. Roll down. Oh, yeah. Roll oh, it's a roll down game? Okay. All right. So, Williams, you've got a little bit better here, obviously. You've got Black Knight 2000, Bad Cats, Earthshaker, and uh, Police Force. That's it. So, there's four against four. Not bad. Are you both fine with either one? Yep. Yep. Let's do random.org, all right? Random.org, pick Bruce's number. You get first choice, Bruce. Oh, boy. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I will take Midway. Okay. All right. You know what? I, I do really like both these uh, brands here. Ron, you've got Williams, and I think if face-off was done correctly, the person who got the top pick, had to go first. Is that yep. correct? But it was right. usually the person who lost the previous week would, yeah. get, would get to go second. But since I can't remember, it was so long ago. It was, I think, way back when you did Lethal Weapon the first few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I knew as soon as you did it, I'm like, wait a second. They did that before. I remember this. Ah, they'll have some fun. So, Bruce, you go first. Okay. I am picking. Three games. Yep. Three, three games. games. Which one are you going to pick? Not knowing... What Ron's going to pick. What are you going to do? Mm, I'm going to pick Mousing Around. Mousing Around? All right. Midway, go ahead. That's a good System 11B. Old Bally-style cabinet, but really nice, uh, colorful artwork. Cartoony, which we all love. Great, big, humongous monster ramp on the back of it. Good jackpot shots. Uh, you got how many? Let's got three bumpers. Uh, and then what I do like about Bally Midway back then, they had some cool plastics for uh, their ramps, you know, and with the lock mechanisms on this one, you got to hit the side and get it in the cheese, and then it pulls the ball back down. Really good game. Sounds are incredible. I love the, you know, the sounds of this game. The sounds uh, just keep you coming back. Side art, it's not bad, you know, but I like the rules in this game. This is a good you want to play this game. Every time you see a mouse in a round, besides being rare, you want to go back and play this game because it's just overall a good quality game from Valley Midway. I yield the floor. All right. I will select Earthshaker. Mm. Pat Waller. Need I say more? This is Pat Waller's second game. This first response I run has the incredible shaker motor. What a great concept. I mean, just groundbreaking concept, a great innovative play field with the, the fault line that opens up and then the ball rolls into the lock, the uh, the moving building, if you have an earlier model, of the um, the institute going up and down, just um, 
it's just incredible, awesome shots, great feeling shots, classic artwork, real backlash on this game, great sound, just great rule set by the um, Larry Demar. This is an all-time Williams classic. They made a, like over 5,000 of these. I give you Earthshaker. Now my rebuttal. Okay, go ahead. You mean the great rule set of hit the one shot over and over and over and over and over and get your miles? That's all you do. If you have this game in tournament, you don't go for multi-ball. You just hit the middle ramp and collect your, your miles and just keep on hitting that middle ramp as much as you can. And if you, when you're done with that, you keep on doing it again. It is not a fun game. It is a terrible game. Yeah, it's got some gimmicks. It's got your shaker motor. First time with shaker motor, cute. After the 30th time shaking it, and Ron, we know how much you love shaker motors. Even though it's the original, it's still terrible. It shakes the whole game around. Fake tilt, here it comes, as Ron has said in the past. Just terrible rules. And it is, it's just, uh, actually, I think it's one of his clunkier designs. You done? No. Well, let's go, Bruce. Enough yeah. of that. I think you're repeating yourself. Mousing around. Your stellar artwork, really? Yeah. Really? The artwork is terrible. All the all pla- easily breakable plastics. You want to talk about rules. How about that wonderful center ramp that every time it's in a tournament, they have to bastardize the thing so you can't hit it so people just can't collect stuff over and over and over and over again. You talk about a game that needs a software rewrite, a wonderful multi-ball that you can't restart. Oh, you, you went through, you smelled, you spelled mousetrap. You're excited. You locked your balls. Multi-ball starts. Oh, you're down to one ball. Nope. No restart for you. Screw you. You got to restart all over again. Horrible, horrible. That needs to be fixed. Like I said, Terrible artwork. It was just overrated game. Horribly overrated game. Mousing around. I yield the floor. Okay, time for the judge to step in here. Mousing around versus Earthshaker. What if I told you I'm lactose intolerant, Bruce? And would uh, that affect like you picking? I don't like cheese eater. I'm not. I just wanted to put that little scare into you there. But uh, mousing around is a game I've played on several locations. And the most frustrating thing about that game is is when you do get multi-ball and you want to hit the jackpot shot and you're lined up and that shot is so high up and it doesn't make the shot and it rolls back down. Very frustrating, although proper flippers would likely fix that. The ramp uh, that Ron talks about, the center ramp, most places do modify that. I mean, if you look at Pinberg and Papa, the size of the rubbers there, my goodness, those things are huge. I mean, barely fits the ball in. You can also change it so that you only get the one shot there. So that's how you fix mousing around. Shaker motor, very, very cool. The callouts on Earthshaker, also pretty neat. Um, a unique design for sure. But unfortunately, the big flaw is, as Bruce said, a one shot. That is chopping wood to the ninth degree. I don't know about it being clunky, but it's certainly not one of Pat Lawler's best. Mousing around for the win. Woo! Fail. <laughs> Fail. My turn. Yes. yes. Well, let's see. I am going to choose the game with the greatest multi-ball intro sequence in the history of pinball. The game with possibly the greatest music in the history of pinball. I give you Black Knight 2000, the sequel to Black Knight, with the incredible sound and light package that is just not equaled by any other game. The awesome upper play field. You want loops. You want flow. This game has Tons of it. You want drop targets? We got that. You want magnets? We got the magna save. It's back and it's awesome. 
keep looping over and over. We have ransom, spell ransom to watch the whole game go crazy. And again, the greatest multi-ball intro sequence of all time. And also for us operators, very serviceable as the entire upper play field easily tilts up for easy servicing. I give you Black Knight 2000. I am going with Elvira and the Party Monsters. Sexual innuendo at its best. Callouts, comments, great. Playfield shots, great. Toys, good. Not great, good. You do have with the, the bouncing monsters for 1989, a good little gimmick. Coffin, the little coffin targets, really cool, flippable, and you get reset when you, uh, hit the, you hit both and you get the targets. Multi-ball sequence for light show, really good. Lights. Camera, and lights, action, or action, then it goes organ. Ooh, nice organ. Great comments. Fun game. I had mine for years, and you can't beat Elvira. I yield the floor. Okay. Uh, yes, lots of sexual innuendo. Just very uh, offensive game. I would not <laughs> let my kids play this game at all. 1989, just very offensive, offensive art, offensive speech. I wouldn't let um, kids play this game. Very, very offensive. I just don't put this in your arcade. They did, if I recall, actually have like a um, thing you could put on the backlash to kind of cover her up, even for this one. Other than that, I mean, it's just you got the two ramps. It's this, it's the same old, same old type type rule set. Nothing special. I mean, the multi-ball start sequence is doesn't even compare to Black Knight 2000. It's not even in the same league. I'm sorry, Elvira. Nope. I yield the floor. Okay. Now you've brought up the rules part. So you're you're going to talk about now Black Knight with is the keep it on the upper flipper and keep on doing loops. And if you get it down to the lower play field, what do you do? You're not going to take a hard shot or do anything interesting. You're going to go up the left ramp and get it back out in the upper play field. It's all you do in that game. Your left flipper on the lower left flipper is useless. You might as well just put your hand behind your back and play with the right flipper the whole time and let it bounce off the left flipper and go with the right flipper only and go back up top and keep it up top and then lock it, and then plunge, and keep with using your right flipper. You have no left shot. If you actually get on your left flipper, you might have to move your hand off, hold it, tap pass over to your right flipper, put your hand behind your back, and start using the right flipper again. That is your rules for Black Knight 2000. Terrible. Boring game. Great light show. Terrible in tournaments. If you want to have a 30-minute game on Black Knight 2000 with a buddy, hint, hint, hi, Ron, play Black Knight 2000. Elvira is 10 times better. I yield the floor. I think it was longer than 30 minutes, but yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, one person said something that was a major mistake and a horrible, horrible argument. I'll get to that in a second. These are both games I love. I really enjoy playing both of these games. I like the shots in Elvira. I think it's funny. I like how you can build that right ramp. It gets higher and higher. And, you, you know, obviously it's important to have consecutive shots. I like the flow of the game. I think it's a lot of fun. Neat little toys, like you said, as well. Black Knight 2000, still to this day, maybe, maybe one of the best theme songs ever. If you ever get a chance to hear John Rapogel from Pittsburgh sing it, it's well worth it. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that, Bruce, that it's uh, a right-handed shot only, but there are a lot of fun shots there. The speed of the game, it's a Steve Ritchie game, which is obviously going to weigh in on this. But the mistake that was made, do either of you know what the mistake was made when you argued this? What was the mistake? I don't know. I don't know. Bruce talked about Black Knight 2000 being a terrible tournament game. 
I say Elvira is a much worse tournament game because I don't mind lock stealing, but the setup of the word Elvira is not very fair in a four-player game, and that can obviously really sway the win one way or another. So, the winner, Black Knight 2000. Wow. Yes. We come down to the third game, and now there have been some blowouts on face-off before, but we've got it right here. Bruce, you're going to go first. 1989, give us your best midway game. Give us your Bally Bally, Bruce. Bally Bally, Bruce is going to go with Transporter to Rescue. (laughs) (laughs) That's better now. Atlantis. Atlantis is terrible. Uh, Transporter to Rescue. I actually like this game. It's got great sounds on it. It's got a lot of shots. You actually have the cross shot to go for the the loop. Underneath on the right-hand side, you get it up to the up top. Fun game. I when everyone was playing it at uh the Sanctum this past, you know, when we were up there three or four weeks ago, I actually went back to it and played more and more of it. It's different shots, which we we, we always complain about games that have different shots and they're not fun. But this one has got different shots and is fun. And everyone's like, oh, it's not a fan layout. This what? This is totally not. If you don't like your cookie cutter, you know, your fan layout. This game is not for you, but for most people, this is a fun, enjoyable game. I yield the floor. Okay. So going with the theme of bucking the trend by not having a fan layout, I'm going to go with bad cats because who doesn't like cats? Cats are great. And they bucked the trend with this game. They said, we don't need multi-ball. Single ball is fine. So we have wonderful, long, flowing plastic ramps, really Good flowing shots that, that feel good. And we got a great theme with cats. We have great artwork by Python Angelo. Just superior. We have a, a interactive back glass with like little moving things on it on springs. It's great. It looks awesome. Oh, did I mention the sound is awesome? I mean, come on, bad cats. Who doesn't like that? It's such a great game. Who doesn't like cats once again? Everyone loves cats. I give you bad cats. I don't like cats, but. And I don't like bad cats because of a couple major flaws in this ring game. First, no multi-ball. Hello, this is 1989, not 1977. Need a multi-ball game. That's why it didn't sell so well. Second, let's hit the ramp five times and get a million shot. And then keep on hitting that shot and keep on getting more millions. Terrible rules. Not fun. It is a good different layout, so I will go with the same argument I said before for... You know, it's not your typical fan, but there's only one thing to do in this game. Hit the ramp. When you're done with that, hit the ramp some more and keep on building up your your million shots. Okay, Bruce. So your argument, because they, they only made like 2,500 of them. You know how many Transporter the Rescues they made? I didn't say about anything about uh, numbers. A whopping 859, Bruce. I didn't say anything about numbers. You sucks. <laughs> Yes, you did. Listen to it back. You said that's why they didn't make many of them. Well, they didn't make many Transporter the Rescues either. They made like three times as many Bad Cats as Transporter the Rescue. You have horrifically just almost scary art. I mean, you have yes. nightmares looking at the backlash on this thing. Yes, you have a you have a multi-ball and a jackpot that hardly anyone can hit. If you look at the one at the Sanctum, half the time the jackpot value is so high because no one has hit it in like forever. I did. The actual tr- strategy is to basically go for the toilet bowl shot and then go for the target next to the left ramp eventually. And that's how you actually play the game. Just just not a good game. Ter- terrible, the stupid carrot flipper things that it has. I hate those flippers. Terrible art. Transport of the Rescue sucks. I yield the floor. 
which could be the very last face-off ever. This is a lot of pressure on me, the judge, and I want to take uh, this <laughs> time to really think about it. You know, the transport of the rescue, when they put this out, they said the future of pinball has landed. Hmm. I think it crashed. <laughs> Ron is absolutely right. Horrible, horrible artwork. It's not something to see. Mm, I care more about the gameplay, so I'll give you that, Ron. But again, tell me how it plays. The lock mech, kind of cool. You got to give it that. Carrot flippers, sounds like you have a bias against the carrot flippers. So I don't know how much that's going to weigh into the argument here. But uh, let's go to your bad cats game. Barry Ausler, a wonderful designer, no question about it. Uh, yep, Barry Ausler. It is not Barry Ausler, it is me. I designed it. It is 100% Python. Python slash Triumph, yes, uh, you had a lot to do with it. Don't see a lot of these games out on locations. funny because there were three times as many. I actually see more transporters. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys see a lot of bad cats? I only know one in the area, and it's out of house. Okay. Their slogan was, when we're good, we're very good. But when we're bad, we're even better. Not in face-off. It's a one-trick pony. You hit that ramp over and over again. Same thing like Earthshaker. Ron, I'm sorry to do this to you, but Bruce is the winner of perhaps the final face-off. I'm used to it. <laughs> you might quit dun, before the year's over. Bad Cats dun, dun. does suck, though. It does. Yeah. My only other choice is Police Force, and that's another game where you just hit the same ramp. One hit pony, one ramp. So it's like I'm going to lose either way here. Yeah. And, man, I had to put down mouse and around. That hurt. I know. I, I felt your pain. I actually a game I'd actually it. buy, and I have to, like, totally rag on it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, how do you think I felt about Black Knight 2000? Mm. I was ragging on that. I liked the game. But. So you're saying your integrity is out the window. You're just lying through your teeth on face-off. Oh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Slam <laughs> yeah. the top 100 to 200. Pin slam. Pin slam, yeah. slam. Ryan and Martin lie all the time on pin slam, so uh, <laughs> I guess that's where they got it from. Anyway, it's always fun to hear face-off. I'm looking forward to hearing more shows. I don't know how frequently they'll be coming out. I know it's a lot of work. And, Ron, I know you said you're doing less editing. I don't hear a difference, so if it saves you five, six hours, continue what you're doing because you guys are pros, and you know what? Ums and ahs, no one really cares. I mean, it, you guys do a great job. And the big reason I had you on, this was actually set up before you made your announcement, is it's a special anniversary in the Slam Tilt world, especially in East Rochester, New York, where the Silver Ball Saloon is coming up to one year, December 1st, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, one year I've been doing this. Holy for holies. We have a big party planned. Actually, it's funny thing. It's, it's league night for us, so I'm going to be actually in Syracuse at 6 o'clock, and I'm going to drive back from Syracuse after league and celebrate with everyone at the bar. So we're going to have drink specials. We're going to have like six or seven games on free play. We're going to have the ball bowler going for free play, and we're just going to have a good time, and hopefully everyone will be able to come out and enjoy and celebrate that we, me and Kathy have done something that we're very proud of and we want people to enjoy. And we take pride in that this is our baby. And when you go to our place, you play a game, you're going to say, wow, this is a place that actually cares about game functionality and looks. And I might go back there again and put more money in these machines. And it's, it is showing with our customer base, but we can always use more. And so I hope everyone can take the chance to come out, celebrate a year, Look forward to our next year and join us and just celebrate and have fun. Ron, I bet you and I are in the same boat. 
We wish it was closer to where we lived. Oh, yeah. Just for the hamburgers alone and the curly fries. I know. Yeah, you know what? That's something that is uh, very underrated. Your food's fantastic. And Bruce, I know you've even been in the kitchen helping out there too. So, uh, oh, I've, I actually cook a lot more now than ever. I, for me, I'd rather be cooking than bartending. Bartender, I, I can do. I have no problem bartending, but I have more fun cooking in the back. I really do. Come check out the games. Maybe I'll have another new one. I think I'm going to have diner there. Sorry, Dirty Harry's going bye-bye, Ron. Oh. Yep. Ron wants the Dirty Harry at Sanctum to go bye-bye. I heard your episode. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Dirty Harry. That's why it pissed me off even more. I know. Well, boys, enjoy Turkey Day, and thank, thank you, you for so many great years of Slam Tilt. We will still hear the show just uh, when it's fun for you guys, when you guys yes. have the time. And you know what? I think it'll be better shows for it, too. Yes, I hope so. And uh, it, it, I'm not saying our shows haven't been good, but it's been a lot on both of us. And I feel bad for Ron dealing with me for two and a half years. No. Oh, how nice, Bruce. Ron doesn't feel that way. Uh, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. You guys have... Uh, you, you really set the bar, too, and uh, you started before Pinball Profile, and we knew what the level was when we heard your show and, and what kind of content was interesting to listen to on a weekly basis. So a lot of, myself included, a lot of podcasters have you guys to thank for what you've done and uh, hopefully continue to do. We will. Yeah, we, thank you, you set the bar at least, what, three inches high? Yeah, maybe four. Maybe four? Okay. Yeah. Boys, all the best. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, again, Bruce, congratulations on the one-year anniversary of Silverball Saloon. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Thank Rob. Thank you, Jeff. Congrats, Bruce. Thank you, sir. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us, pinballprofile at gmail.com, and please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Ron Hallett. Hey, very impressive. You did that all in one take. I'm amazed. You have incredible skill. Yes, I definitely do have incredible skills. I've been told that my whole entire life. That's why we're the best band, and no one knows. Oh, it's it's Gene Simmons. He helped us. Uh, you know, you know, Peter's a big fan of yours. Peter Chris, he's dying to get back in the band. No, 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 Peter Griffith. You know, my the fat man, my dad. You mean Lois's mother, Lois? Hello. Yes, 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 Lois. Yes, very good. All right, bye, boys. Okay, bye. bye. That's staying in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you guys. Oh my. Oh my.